Before you can say Sky Guy and Snips, the comedy team of the 90s, it's the Bennett Brothers podcast for the Mandalorian TV series, Season 2, Chapter 13, The Jedi. Pause for effect. And I'm Jerry Bennett. And I'm Joel Bennett. Thank you for joining us. We're a podcast dedicated to usually everything Marvel Cinematic Universe, but we are talking about the Star Wars universe. I'm Sky Guy. He snips. What wacky adventure will we get into this week? You never know. Yes, this is what you're listening to, folks. And if you want to go to patreon.com slash Bennett Brothers Podcast, because you love it, go there. And donate money to us. That'd be great. I thought we did that at the end, Snips. Oh, we do, but I want to give them what I want to tell them how they can reinforce well, this okay. voice you're doing. I agree with what you're saying now. Now let's get on with our adventure this week. <laughs> hey guys, it's Sky Guy here, and remember, always do the right thing the wrong way. Take it away, Snips. All right. Also, why am I saying Sky Guy and Snips, Joel? Because uh, that was their because nickname. I'm insane. Yes. So this is chapter 13, the Jedi, one Jedi, multiple Jedi. Jedi is one of those plural words we don't know. The Jedi is. The Jedi, the Jedi, the Jedi, Jedediah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow, you got excited before this podcast, though. I've been listening to our old podcast, and I've been kind of a downer. So today, <laughs> we're going to bring it up another level, to level 17. We're even more down. But uh, that's a scale of one to a million, so it's still pretty down. <laughs> Anywho, we're gonna. <laughs> oh my God, we have to we're gonna, keep going. We have. There's gonna be a special guest. I got to get him on the on the phone. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the Jedi. We're gonna spoil the heck out of it. We're going to delve into it and give you all sorts of Easter eggs and things like that. Connections to the to the Star Wars universe as a whole, and hopefully educate you and you guys out there educating us by replying to some of our stuff. And we really do appreciate that. This is uh, another great episode for us to talk about, an episode we've been building up to for a while, and uh, it d- did it pay off? Well, you're just going to have to stay tuned for Sky Guy and let him... So he Boy, can let you know. did it. Oh, okay, there we go. Uh, this episode is... Direct- I was willing to stop, but you said keep I did. going. I did. So here we go. I apologize, everyone. I'm so sorry. On the CW. No, on the WB. The on UPN. UPN? On Fox. Is UPN... Was that national? Yes, United Paramount Network, and there was the WB Network, and they lasted each for about six years or seven years, and then they basically said, we can only afford one network. So they became the CW, which the C stood for something, and W, we assume, stood for... Warner Brothers? I I guess, yeah. Wait, wait, wasn't UPM home of the Voyager? It was home of the Voyager, and then it became the home of the Enterprise, and then it became, you know, it was all about that. So, anyways, back to Star Wars and away from Star Trek. This episode is directed and written by Dave Filoni. He's helped right before. I, I think he's written some other episodes, but this was his episode that he wrote. Obviously, you can see his fingerprints all over this. I see uh, his fingerprints and, all over the entire show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But this one is his creation that he did an animated character of is now live action. So that must have been a cool experience for him. Was Ahsoka Tano also created by George Lucas? I don't think so. I don't know. George Lucas was on set 
during the filming of this episode. And the scene, the pictures that came out earlier this year of George Lucas holding the child, which we'll talk about in a second, was actually during this scene. And Rosario Dawson came out, who plays Ahsoka Tano. She said she's just right outside of that photograph. So when she saw that picture, she's like, I'm right. Yeah, like people are all so excited about that picture. It's like if the picture was just a little bit wider, they would have lost their minds. <laughs> We get a lot revealed in this episode. We have a lot to talk about in this episode. Jerry, do you want to add anything else? No. <laughs> no this was this was a great episode. Uh, right from the get-go, there were multiple moments in this where like, yes, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And there was definitely at least one moment where uh, me and my son both went, <laughs> yes, which was weird because it was my, my wife had brought cookies in at that moment. But yeah. <laughs> you were elephants? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to start this episode on the planet Corvus, and we're starting in the village or town of Kaladin. It's it's funny that they call it Kaladin because one of my favorite book series uh, right now is the Stormlight Archives written by Brandon Sanderson, um, but he also writes the Cosmere, and one of the series in the Cosmere is Mistborn, and one of the main characters is a character by the name of Kaladin. I don't think there's any any connection to that whatsoever, but it's such a unique name, like that they would choose the t- to name the town Kaladin. Well, the main character in this very successful book or pretty successful book is named Kaladin, so I thought that was. I believe that these both of those names you just said were also inspired from Dune. I believe both of those they came out and said that they were actually places or, or words in the Dune Where universe. Where did you read that? It might have been part of that Vanity Fair art, uh, article that they interviewed Rosario Dawson, and Dave Filoni, uh, and I. Well, let me hear it. Let's let's keep it real here. So, what was the name? One of them. Uh, uh, Corvus. C O R V I S. V U S V I. Yeah, I didn't. Dune. Let's see here. Corvus Dune. Alpha Corvus was a uh, a synchronized world under Omnibus. That was one. Yes. Yeah, so there are actually words. That one and the other one are... Kaladin. Kaladin was also from Dune. Which is Dune. also from Dune, yeah. So I just wanted to throw a that out. fiefdom of house... Yes, it was a... Uh, yeah, Kaladin Dune. Well, now you know. Everyone see that? That's the, that's the stuff you get on this podcast. Next week, there'll be a Useless. character on the show called Duke Leto Atreides, <laughs> father of Paul Atreides, Muad'Dib. <laughs> will, there be an, will there be an alien that we like to commonly refer to as... I won't say it. Yeah. Something face... <laughs> What? The alien that's in Dune that has a, that looks like a <laughs> genitals <laughs> face. Oh, okay. Wow, weird. Yeah. Ahoy, ahoy. Okay, so uh, Joel doesn't know this. Before we get too deep into our podcast that we're recording right now, uh, I have on the phone... Uh, Dave Filoni? Dave Filoni, no. Cousin Ryan, who... I don't believe... Well, Joel, I don't know if he can hear you no, or I not. No, I know him. I know Ryan. Okay. Joel? He's a cousin. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so, Ryan, you had some thoughts about... The, we're just going to be talking into this episode, and I'm also not going to hold my phone up to the microphone the entire time like this, so you got some stuff to say you, or questions to ask. Now's the time. Jerry's holding the phone, like, above his head. Like, All i got to say is, favorite episode so far. Ahsoka Tana was phenomenal in it. Bringing up Thrawn, I mean, I, I I lost it. Absolutely lost it. I texted you right away last night after she said that word. And yeah, I'm just, I, I, I want to see where it goes. And I'd also love a spinoff with Ahsoka 
going after this Raw. There's a lot of people talking about spinoff opportunities, including the fact that Rosario Dawson in Rumorville has signed a very large contract for multiple appearances in possibly other shows. So we will see if that happens. Ryan, I was telling Joel about there was a moment where both Nick and myself lost our minds, and that is when the moment comes at the end uh, about Thrawn. I don't know if Joel knows this or not, but both Ryan and I are completely up to date on the Thrawn books. Uh, there's you know quite a few of them, and there's new ones that are part of the continuity. And they are by far miles ahead of all the other books, which the books are good, but these Thrawn books are incredible. And he's almost like the hero in them, so it's really hard to look at, for me, as a villain. What about you, Ryan? Yes, completely, because Thrawn has played that that both sides between him and the Chiss Empire so well. The Chiss Ascendancy. And, oh, I'm sorry, the Chiss Ascendancy. <laughs> Let's nerd it up right. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. But he's he's played that so well, and you're right. I mean, he is, he is the hero of those books, and as much as I, I hate the Empire, I just want to root for him. Well, that's so here's my question to you, Ryan, about Thrawn. And it does tie into this this episode uh, existentially. Is in the Rebels show, I rewatched some of the final episodes just to see, you know, remember because it's been a couple of years, and he does do a few things in there that are much darker than he does in the books. Like when he tries, he starts bombing a city below him, and you know, you don't see anybody die, but he's taken out a good chunk of that city. He never really does anything like that in the books, you know, nothing that villain-esque. And, I, and so that's my wondering if and when he does come forward, and obviously you don't mention his name in one episode and don't show him down the road. I mean, he's definitely got to come, and he's definitely got to be played by Maz, uh, the guy who's taking over for Johnny Depp. Mads Nicholson? Mads Nicholson's brother does the voice of... Thrawn on the animated series and he's also an actor and he would be perfect for Thrawn so we'll see if they use him but if they do that do you think he's going to be Brian do you think he's going to be portrayed more as a villain or will he be a gray character that they're going to eventually redeem him through his own people in the Chiss Ascendancy I think I think he's going to be portrayed as a villain because I don't think they're going to have the foresight to, to put it to put in that depth, I hope they do. I hope It'd they be do. Fantastic, also. but it's you know it's just like Joel and his uh, trying to combine the movies and the the television world. You know, I, I don't I don't think they're going to have the foresight to do it. I, I wish they would. Well, if I if anybody could do it, I would think the people behind this show would be the ones to do it. They seem to be doing it with the right amount of love, the right amount of patience, the fact that they took a full season and a half to even introduce the lovely name of Grogu. It, you know, the, the fact that they're able to the, the t- play the long game, I hope that they will do that. I hope that they will look into that, you know, and they're not going to do what they did with the movies, which they said, each director, go tell your own story. We're not going to worry about how they combine. What could go wrong? Everything well, they were probably afraid of the whole George Lucas thing with the, the first trilogy, one, two, and three. Oh. <laughs> how do you so. really feel? <laughs> All right. Well, Ryan, my hand's getting tired. So, if you have any final words on this particular episode, speak now or forever. I thought, the I thought Ahsoka Tano looked perfect. I didn't think she could look that good, but man, it just fantastic. Hands down, two thumbs up. Great, great job, guys. Tying into that look, there was people online talking about how. 
previously to this, when any time we've seen Ahsoka Tano, as she's gotten older from a teenager on, in Clone Wars all the way to we see her finally in the Rebels, her mandibles, or not mandibles, whatever they're... Her Headtails. Headtails. Leku. L-E-K-K-U. Leku, yes. Thank you, Joel. They uh, are much longer in Rebels, and they talked with the art and costume designer, which I have the article in front of me, but I'm not going to be able to dig it up right now. Oh, wait a minute. Concept, uh, concept designer Brian Matias. Basically, they were looking at they had to be in consideration for stunts and movements. It was chief concern about how she's moving and flowing around. So she's, you know, and that's why they they came to the middle ground of where they're at with her, which I think is still perfect. And and it also works within how they can do it. And quite honestly, anything you want to say about how somebody looks in the Clone Wars and or Rebels TV series because it's animated and because it's stylized. Any kind of accentuated looks in there can be dismissed as saying well, that's just a, a stylized version because it's animated and it, it's not. You don't have to be, you know, because Darth Vader doesn't look exactly the same, and neither does, you know, droids. So that's bringing it back. Thank you, Brian, for bringing that up. And also, Brian, uh, Ryan, where are Ahsoka's ears? She doesn't need ears. She's got the force. Oh, Grogu. nice. Grogu wasn't talking. Well. Come on. All right, all right. I That's guess obvious. I guess that question was answered, and uh, Ryan, you've justified yourself on the podcast. So, thank you, Ryan. Uh, if you keep up the keep this up and watch the episode a little sooner, you can be a regular here. We'll have to come up with a, a, a title for your uh, your segment, or you can just record an audio and send it to us, so my hand doesn't get tired holding the phone up like this. So. Or you could just get better technology. Sorry, Ryan, you're breaking up. We can't hear you anymore. Uh, thank you for calling. It was Cousin Ryan, everybody. Cousin Ryan. Cousin Ryan. Wait, what? Right. Talk to you later. <laughs> bye. All right, bye. All right, we'll edit that out. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he the also... The whole thing? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right now, right now, he's listening to this podcast and laughing out loud. The fact that I said I was going to edit him out. Yeah, I, I, I just wanted to bring up, because uh, in those moments, he talked about Thrawn, and we'll talk a little bit more about that, although I mm-hmm. think we covered a lot right there. Sure. And then we talked about her her look, which I wanted to bring up about the costume designer. So oh, yeah, interesting about her look. So because there's she is there's different types of Laku people uh, alien species with Laku. Like there's the Twi'leks, right? The the Twi'leks have the they have the two. She has the third one coming. She's out a different. She's a different race. She's a different race. There's, exactly. It, it, you know what it is? It's online. You want to look it up or? You, yeah. She, well, there she is a. Um, uh, oh, I had the name for it. Now I look silly. Sillier. Um, sillier. Targuta. <laughs> You're just making up words. Which is what Shakti is. Yes. And I believe, she, I believe she's also Targuta as well. Shakti is a Jedi, Jedi on the Council who we see a bit of in the different animated shows. Yes. And they did film at least two separate deleted scenes with her that both got cut. And in both scenes, she gets killed. Yeah. Oh, and, but she's also in the anime series and she dies in the anime, in Rebels. Spoiler, I should have, wow, that's a, well, who cares? Spoiler for Rebels, Shock T died. Was she in live action anywhere than those deleted scenes? Did we yeah. see her just, you, like, at a council, yeah, sitting on a council? Yeah, you the council, you actually see her fighting on Geonosis. Oh, so we do, okay. Oh, yeah, she's she's all over it. Uh, so she so, is of that same race, that's why when we first see her, we're like, okay, she's... Uh, just looking at her picture, though, her uh, Laku are longer, so, but... She doesn't do so much. She can't move around, so that's why she got captured and killed. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. She well, she survived Order sixty six. So she I was actually I was. She listen, did. She did. Are you sure about that? She survived, and then she got captured, and then they used her. Nope, you're thinking of the wrong person. You're thinking of the one who had 
the uh, there was the green skin who's got the chin tattoo who's got the apprentice. Oh, was she the one that was? Uh, yes, okay, she yep. was the one who mm. we see. Yeah. Uh, Okay, yeah. While we're really diverting, I apologize if you're just a Mandalorian no. fan because no, no, we're no, going a little is, Star Wars. Right. No, 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 no. I just watched a, a video on this. The Jedi that Joel's referring to is in Rebels, where we're seeing that with a uh, the couple of the Jedi who were in Rebels are looking for a signal, and they see that it's from this particular Jedi. Well, I'm th- okay. So just according to Wikipedia. Wookie. Prior to her death, uh, Shakti recorded a message of hope on a holocron, urging its finder to not let the fall of the Order be the end of the Jedi. That's where I... Because the other one, they recorded dialogue, come to this planet, if there's any Jedi and all that. They forced her to record that dialogue, come to this planet. And that's when Ezra and... Kanan uh, Jiris. Kanan uh, came there. So yeah, so the, 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 that one was, that was Luminari... Something. Unduly. Yes, thank you. And she was the one who had. It actually makes this is gonna. This is, in a way, this will make relevance because her that particular Jedi, Luminari Unduly, she had a, Pad, a Padawan who was friends with Ahsoka Tano, and there was a huge part of the fact that she was friends with her, but then she betrayed her, and she actually made her look to be a traitor to the Jedi Council. It got revealed at the end that she was the one who did that because she was sick of how the Jedi were, the Council was treating things. And so she did this, which made Ahsoka Tano leave the Order because she was like, she had lost faith in it as well, which a lot of people say, well, then if she would have left, maybe uh, Anakin might not have gone bad, and but it also saved her life. And also that particular Padawan, whose name is escaping me, but I got uh, Luminari, uh, this one is, we don't know if she died or not. So that's another one where people say, uh, we're going to get into this when it gets into the episode about how who do we think Grogu was saved by. So that's, this is one of these characters that people think it could be this particular Jedi who was a Jedi. So. Yes. Okay, there was a TV show we watched about this too, oh. so we should probably get more into that as well. <laughs> Holy smokes. But we haven't even started talking about the episode really. Well, we did. We talked about elements around it. So this this episode is is star wars to a t it's very samurai western and in space which is exactly what george lucas set out when he made star wars and this is like a prime example of it and i absolutely loved it you actually get the feel for the samurai right away when they start banging that gong that's uh, the the bell that's up there and it has that just that eastern that well, it eastern looks, feel it look, to it yeah it looks uh influenced by that so we get so shocker in a lot of ways we get ahsoka immediately in this episode i did not expect that at all i thought this was going to be a big reveal like they're going to get to the end of the episode and it's going to be her and that's the end of the episode but this episode was a little bit longer like 42 minutes i believe it was you know it's one which they gave us a little more to expand on which i like that 45 minutes 45 next week's episode one of the shortest so they so we get ahsoka right away and she has White lightsabers. Can you explain why that is, Jerry? She had other two lightsabers that she was given by... uh, Last time she had gotten them, Anakin found them and gave them to her. But she got rid of those, which also helped make Darth Vader think that she is dead, so that she doesn't go looking for her, per se. And she's got the white ones, which are supposedly the lightsabers from the... Help me if I'm wrong here. The Jedi guards at the temple had white ones, which means they weren't in... They were kind of like separate. They weren't part of the Sith with the red or the Jedi with the blue and the green and maybe the purple. So that's what they I think they come from. Is that correct? 
you 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 enjoy reading the books. Did you read the Ahsoka Tano book? I did listen to the audio version of it, where actually it's done by the actress who did it. Yeah, so yeah, I believe I believe they explain it in there. Again, I don't read the books. I've read the comics, but I don't read the books. They made so. that as a book because they canceled the show. Those episodes, those would have all been caught into the the show if they had done it right. So she's there fighting with white lightsabers. We get to see some new characters. New characters. There's a character of Lang, played by the one, the only Michael Bean. Which is fantastic to see him again. Did you recognize him, or does he look different to you? I had heard he was in something. I forgot what it was. We're watching this at the very beginning. I don't put it together, but then there's this thing in the back of my head. I'm like, hang on. And then all of a sudden, like the next scene we see him in, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that's him. You know, that's Michael. And I will, I will, my- sit, I will for now refer to him in this podcast as Johnny Ringo. Yes, which is the character Kyle he plays Reese. in this. Yes. No, he does play, yeah, yeah. Obviously, most people know him from Terminator and Aliens and The Abyss, but uh, those were all characters. Actually, you know what? The first two were, were good guys, and The Abyss, it kind of goes dark. And then, obviously, as Joel said, Johnny Ringo from the movie Tombstone, he's very much playing that character. I was waiting for him to say, all right, Lunger. Yeah, smells like somebody died. Well, that's not even his <laughs> no. line. Yeah, it is his line. No, no, his line is, no. um, okay, we're done. And he looks over Bye. No, no, that's, that was, no, that was, that God, was that's Powers Booth. He goes, bye. bye. I did do it. Smells like somebody died. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Johnny. <laughs> and then we get uh, uh, Diana Lee, uh, who's playing Morgan uh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth is Elizabeth. I think I said that correctly. I believe she is the daughter. Elizabeth. She's the daughter of. Do you remember Game of Thrones? Uh, excuse me. <laughs> You remember Game Game of Death, the Bruce Lee movie? Yes. She's daughter of Bruce Lee? No, Bruce Lee is her godfather. She's the daughter of the (laughs) death. I thought that was my... my No, but she's uh, the guy who Bruce Lee fights with the nunchucks. How do you like that? That's that's her father. Diana Lee Insanto is her full name. I should have given her... That sounds like a Star Wars name, i got to be honest with you. That's 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 the actor's name. Morgan Elsbeth is the character's name. Yes. One of the things we also, during that uh, that opening fight sequence, when we're seeing Ahsoka Tano take out these pe- people, including the scene where she kind of has her lightsabers revealed, almost like they're coming out of sheaths, yeah, or scabbards, whatever. She pulls them out, and that was very similar to how we see her fight Darth Vader in the Rebels fight that she does. And there is one scene we get this POV shot from her perspective where she goes to kill somebody and the camera actually follows her like a POV. And I, was, or from, I was like, wow, look at this. This is really cool. We're, something you don't see a lot of on this show. So she's fighting these these beings, these people. Their, their outfits reminded me, for some reason, of the one of the characters on the Trade Federation ship. The talks like this. Like it has that kind of voice to it with a, with a vibrato to it. No, and I, I, I don't know what up, you're like, doing, sir. They've broken through the shield. What? That that char- do you know? I'm character. I'm talking about. Are you about? talking about the, the trade federation no. guy? Okay. Yeah, I'm talking about tra- not not the trade, not, right, well, not them though. Okay. But there was a there is a character who runs the ship, like is at the helm. Like, sir, they're breaking through the first barrier. Yeah, I, I can that. see that. I can see that. Um, it goes, it's, it, it's voice modulated. Yeah, it's voice modulated, but the look of them is the same. Okay. Uh, I th- I thought it was similar. I shouldn't say the same, yeah. but it looks like so. It doesn't look like these are aliens per se. They look like masks in yeah. like a costume. Speaking of the same, I noticed, especially when the very first time Ahsoka talks on the show, her cadence that she used for her voice was very similar to the animated version. Oh yeah, 
Absolutely. I mean, obviously her voice is a little bit deeper, but she's also playing an older character. But I mean, her speech pattern, she, uh, and I read Rosario Dawson, studied and watched all the episodes, and it's evident because she really, she looked like she had fun. She's telling she has fun. She's just excited to have this you know, monster role. Part of the interview that I read about with, was when they were talking with her and saying, hey, would you like to do this? And they only had her on voice call. She was trying to be so like, yeah, maybe we could do it. <laughs> and then so she's like, oh my God, this is going to be the greatest thing ever. So she is so excited. She's like, I got to be a part of the MCU and it's going to be big. And oh, that, that didn't, that fell through. Oh, damn. Oh, wait, I get to be a part of the Star Wars universe. It's even better. <laughs> hey, all the uh, Daredevil shows are now able to be used again. Netflix time period has expired. That's exciting. We also get to see a couple of HK-87 assassin droids. Mm -hmm. These are upgraded models that we... They, we have seen previously like HK-47s and this is a dark and dreary episode based you know on the, what the, the, it's, the, it's not the even just dark and dreary I think I mentioned this in a previous uh, podcast of ours these episodes because they're shooting on the they're, volume on the volume they're shooting a lot of it not all of it but a lot of it there's a lot of natural they, they use the volumes light to light scenes and they add a couple lights here and there, but I think that's making this show a little bit more dark. It depends on the episode, because when you think about the episode that was on the spaceship, anytime they're, you know, those aren't dark. It's really on planetary surface. You have white walls everywhere. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Also, also during the daytime when they're fighting the Jawas, when they're holding Jawa Sandcrawler, that's not dark. There, there, there are elements that aren't, but I agree yes. with you that overall, and this, this leads I'm wondering. I'm glad you mentioned this because I, I go back to the movie Solo, and the cinematographer that they hired for that one, who I think made a huge mistake, is he wanted to go with natural lighting, and he did that to the detriment of the quality of the show and actually seeing stuff. It's like, look, it's natural lighting. I'm like, I don't want natural lighting. I want to be able to see the scars on the villain's face. I didn't even know he had scars until I turned the brightness up on my television. Because he, he went for look at this natural lighting. It's like get it out. It made it look ugly. It made it look dirty. I don't want my Star Wars movies to or TV shows just to look murky and dirty. And I'm not saying it is for this show here, and I think it works for this environment. But it is something I'm constantly watching to see if they spend too much time in the the hard to see, not light. I like a little more dramatic, and I think that also has to do with the directors and everything too. We'll see. So we're on the Razor Crest. I, I will since now refer to the character. Let's, let's talk about the name. Let's just get that out of the way so we, so we can refer to the name. Din. That's his name. <laughs> Din. No, the name of the child turns out to be Grogu. Are you saying that it's Groguing on you? <laughs> I, it's it's that was the original name for Groot was Grogu Grogroot. <laughs> that didn't work out well at all for my joke. Well, our uh, our friend and fellow podcaster Tim Curtis said that he was a fan of Grogu. He's enjoying that name, so I, I think, think that's a lot of people are. I, think, I, I, I haven't I'm, heard any backlash. To I'm it. good. Cause I I was I was tired of Baby Yoda. I wanted Baby Yodel. Everybody knows that, and it never <laughs> happened. So uh, the fact that they were Baby Yoda, it's like get out of here. So Grogu. Will this happen the same way Sky from Shield eventually became Daisy and nobody referred to her as Sky anymore? But for the first two seasons, we did, and it was like, oh, and then she became Quake. Yes, and then yeah, no, this is I, Grogu is a is a good name. It's it's it, you know what I should I mean it's it's fine, it's fine. There hasn't been any backlash. I mean they didn't call him like, and here's the baby Steve. <laughs> that doesn't work for me. But Grogu works. So Grogu's on the ship. He still has his fascination with that little knob uh, that on the, I don't know, the shifter? I don't know what you would call that piece. But that's an interesting also in that scene, though, where, as we talked about last week, how much does the child know what's being said? 
and we talked about this when the child was in that putting the two wires together and even though it was in that comedy routine he actually says to her you know like no get back in your chair and the child does it he understood and knew how to get back into his seat it wasn't like you know pointing it wasn't like pointing mm-hmm. through it like a dog like you go here it was it was that and, and so he did it didn't see him buckle up though. I don't think that's. He, I don't think he's capable of that. Unless he uses the force, which he does here to start to unscrew the knob. So the razor crest lands outside of the town. Over the town he comes. We see a couple of people, including one guy holding up a scanner as it's landing, and it's the same kind of scanner that we see in Star Wars: A New Hope when the Millennium Falcon is coming to land on Yavin Four. I'm glad uh, he decided to land outside of. This one village town. This one door. I'm, yeah, right. I'm, well, I'm sh- I think we're supposed to think the the, the village, and I, we do see a couple scenes where it is much bigger, but clearly that the magistrate or you know, whoever's in charge has their main compound. You'd think it would be in the center of the city, and if it is, then the city's very small. Well, even that, like, are there no other towns or villages on this planet? We don't know how big the planet like is. Also, we talked pick, about this in the first season, how like right we couldn't one. tell how big a certain city was. Yeah, I'm just and, wondering if he like we see the planet. The planet looks pretty damn big. Like he just had. I mean, this is a plot. Tr- like he lands at this city. They actually kind of talk about it just a little bit, but it's, also, it's very. And I you know I can always accept the 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 um, the forces leading him. I get that. And also, here's another question for you: Why have like those walls that are what twenty feet tall, or whatever. In a world where people have jetpacks and spaceships, this could be this could have been like this could have been built before. I know it's just kind of like you know, and I'm over. Well, why have a gong when you could have an electronic device that? I, I, well, let's just sound. take that question out of my notes now. <laughs> <laughs> I like this in the background. We get to see these gigantic monster creatures just kind of eating, similar to Adats in a way. It remind well, it reminds me of uh, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, but it also reminds me of uh, the Mist. When they're driving and you see those huge creatures just kind of in the fog, and I, I always that look is just really awesome because we don't we don't walk outside our house and all of a sudden like there is a ten foot t- t- uh, tall monster. You don't know what's by. in my neighborhood. Well, hey, I, I, I'm assuming there's not. Now we're seeing this woods all basically destroyed and burnt out. Is that supposed to represent the fact that the magistrate is doing a is destroying the the planet or the the you know because she she burns out planets she goes through them or everything I think that's supposed to represent that that she's oh that's done interesting that I just I just assumed it was the way the planet looked but that's an interesting concept because they talk about what, how she got her money with imperial yeah. starships and yeah why isn't Ahsoka fighting anymore why did they why did she give one day to decide before going back that found I found that to be a little cliche. You have one day to decide as I leave, so that gives them She's a chance. A good to good I know it's just like you're already there. So we're at the town. Din enters the the village. He walks past an 8D series droid, which you remember was in Return of the Jedi. It was the one droid torturing the other droid. It was on the Jabba's. droid. It wasn't the tort. It wasn't the one in in charge going. You're a feisty no. one. It was the one that would be turning it Turn around, turning the levers, yeah. and burning the feet. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, there's a moment here where Din is trying to get answers. So he's going to this town. He actually mentions, like, let's go to this town to sort of get answers. Did it bother you that before he got to the town, when he was coming off of his ship and he had and he, and he picks up Grogu, he's got the you know the ball in his pocket and everything like that. He didn't close the ramp. I'm like, after the Jawas ripped his whole ship apart, I was like, close the ramp. I thought about that. Close I'm like, he's ramp. not worried about anyone stealing it because he has the keys. I, you know, close the ramp. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. That is, he should he should have learned. He should have learned. I'm sure the Jawas could have just stripped the ship without the ramp being yeah. 
opened or closed. He walks up, he goes to talk to this vendor. He's like, hey, vendor. And the vendor takes off. And I'm like, what a terrible vendor. Like, Well, like, this is right out of Yojimbo. Here, the here's Samurai some business film. for you, vendor. And he's, the vendor's like, no, I'm out of here. <laughs> and I can't. Well, we find that out because the next guy he talks to, the Asian guy, who mm-hmm. I'm not sure who that is. Do you know who that actor is? I do know who it is. It is, he's actually, he started as an uh, Imagineer. And he's now considered a, dig, a Disney that's legend. Right. I did. That's right. That's right. Uh, his name is... Uh, Disney legend. Uh, Wing Tao Chow. Uh, but he's a Disney legend, which okay. to become a Disney legend, like that's pretty impressive. But he makes the statement that, you know, we're not, no one's supposed to, don't talk to us. We're not supposed to talk to you. Exactly. And at that moment, the magistrate's guards come and gather up. They request his presence. He walks past a bunch, about three people who are up on these uh, electronic spike things where when they get zapped, you can see their skeletons, which was reminiscent of Return of the Jedi when. Palpatine's shooting his electrical boats into Darth Vader. Yeah, yep. And we see that this giant building here that they're going into, which is maybe the center of town, it's very similar to Jabba's palace, which you may see people say, oh, it's very similar to Hut uh, architecture. But you got to remember that Jabba's palace was actually a former monastery for, uh, a, I can't remember the name of the monks that it was. So it wasn't like Jabba, you know, like that's the monastery look. So Interesting. It's, it's not Hut. But it is very reminiscent of it. I was reminded of Westworld, actually, in the garden and all that, the the way – it just reminded me of Westworld, the the home. Uh, I won't get into that because that's just Thank lead you. us down a path. But that's what it reminded me of. So she's going to see Morgan. Morgan is feeding – Something in the water. It was a weird shot because they show the water, but they never show anything. It's in like the water. a koi pond, but alien kois. Yeah, but we never see anything. We see ki- the second time I watched it, you can see something swimming around, but Get it's out of so here, murky. You can't see anything. No, it's it's it looked like fish. It looks like the outline of fish kind of moving. I like the, I like this moment though that the child looks on and looks in the water because you know the child's going. What's in there? What can I eat? I mean, that's not, that looks good. Uh, I thought that was nice. She wants to hire the Mandalorian, and she's going to offer him a. Pure Beskar staff. staff. Now, him, think about this. She goes, I mean, if, she, if he had come any other time, because of the convenience of timing here, <laughs> Din, basically, our hero, walks into town. Where am I going to find this person? And someone comes up and goes, here's exactly where you're going to go find him, who you're looking for, and here is a great prize to have. It was wonderful, but I'm okay with all that. It was, it was, it was convenient or fast, but that was – I'm okay. I don't want to waste a lot of time. Yeah, the force – guided him sure That's, no, you it, can get it, away with yeah. a lot with that yeah hey before I forget I was thinking about you know like at the beginning when you talk about how Ahsoka is introduced here and everything and obviously this is the fifth episode of the season that we're finally introduced to her I think this is why we were introduced to Bo-Katan earlier because if you're introduced to Ahsoka right away in like the, one of the first episodes, then it's like Bo-Katan. You're like, oh, okay, that's nice. That's another character. But it's like <laughs> it, had, it was so much like, oh, my God, there's Bo-Katan. And then, oh, my God, there's Ahsoka. Where if it had been the opposite, we'd be like, oh, yeah, I guess that's another character from the show. That's true. That's a, that's a really good point. That's a really, even though Bo-Katan has more uh, probably relevance. Because of the Mandalorian. Because of the Mandalorian. <laughs> the show's called The Mandalorian. So, so D- Din is set off on a mission. You know, he's not going to do it, but I never got the sense that he was like, I'm going to, like, he just was like, oh, where is she? You, you, is could, yeah, you couldn't see his face as soon as they go, hey, man, we have the thing you're looking for. And he's like, well, I don't know. I'm pretty expensive. <laughs> but it's he's not, grinning. It's at his helmet. He's like, <laughs> this is so easy. Oh, my God. So Din goes off and he finds Ahsoka. Ahsoka. First, uh, we see an owl in a tree. 
Yes. You want to talk about your spirit animal? Explain Uh, the entire origin of the owl. No, I will not be explaining the entire origin of it. In a nutshell, Ahsoka died in uh, Clone Wars, and she's brought back to life, merging her with the soul of a Jedi Force creature spirit who had this spirit owl. And after Ahsoka was revived and that character died, from that point on, you see the owl around her in a lot of sequences. I would have... Thank you for recapping that, because had that not have been mentioned by someone else about the owl, I would have never in a million years thought about that, because I totally I, forgot all about I did. That. In fact, we're watching it, and my son's like, oh, that's the owl Minsky, or whatever the name is. And I'm like, there was an owl? I'm like, <laughs> then I rewatched it. I'm like, oh, yeah, there was an owl. Hey, who knew? So, so I'm, like, the, I'm, like, I'm like, Harry Potter has an owl, not this character. So I don't know if you, I don't know, if you know this, but they really have a thing about Ahsoka sneaking up behind people. I don't know if you know this or not, but it's a big thing within this episode. Not just Ahsoka, a lot of people sneaking up behind people. So she sneaks up behind behind Din, and they get in this nice little fight where he fires off his his uh, flamethrower and wraps her up, and then she jumps and does all sorts of cool stuff. And it was good, but he stops it right away. Bo-Katan sent me. Uh, yep. And, and she makes like, well, I hope it's about him. Yeah. What? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they... they she, she goes off and kind of talks to the child. They can I, feel each other's thoughts. They like telepathy and things going on. And this is where we get the name Grogu. Gro- and, Grogu. And every. No. <laughs> I am Grogu. <laughs> uh, and every time his name is spoken by Din, he recognizes his name and he looks at him. And yeah, oh, that's awesome. Because the, there's a moment he's like, Grogu, and, and he looks up. And he's like, sup? <laughs> like, that's my name. What's that's up? my name. Ask me again. I'll tell you the same. <laughs> and then we have a moment here. Uh, so we find out a lot about uh, what happened to Grogu here. Like Jerry had mentioned earlier, he was one of the younglings. He was raised at the temple. On yeah, Coruscant. he was one of the younglings, but he was saved before Anakin came and slaughtered all the younglings. And, or during uh, that time period. Revenge of the Sith. Or during that time, yeah. Let's talk about that right now because that is a mystery that is going to be revealed on the show. I watched another video guy analyzed all the things of who could have been and who it couldn't be. And do you have any theories? Uh, it could be Yoda. It's not Yoda. But it could be. It could be, but it's not Yoda. It has it to be a be the librarian. That is the one everybody leans towards. The librarian is alive, but then she dies. But then she but dies. So that, that's the, the one everybody leaves. And her name, it's not important. She's an old lady. She's got a couple of things stuck in her hair to keep her hair in place. She was the, in charge of the Jedi library <laughs> i want to say like the te- the jedi archives or whatever and that was where we see her when obi-wan goes to her to get information and then there's a longer deleted scene where she's uh talking about uh count dooku and everything or she's talking about sifo diaz i can't remember which one it was but so she's the main one uh the one i want it to be which would be the one that would be the most exciting is mace windu saved him Mace Windu, who we see get zapped electricity and loses his hand, then he goes thrown out of a window. But we see Jedi's yeah, falling. We yeah. see Jedi falling all the time. We never see the body. So Mace Windu goes. He he gets his strength back. He goes to the temple. He's being destroyed. He grabs Grogu and he gets the heck out of there. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying? I'm saying that Samuel Jackson wants to come back. He yes, he fell does. from a height and then was brought and can be brought back. They've never done that. No. I mean, they did that with the Emperor, but they've never done that in any other kind of Well, he didn't case. fall into a giant... <laughs> he just fell out of the street. Maybe he caught one of the flying cars, just like we saw you know, Anakin do. Maybe he tried to catch it, but he used his wrong hand. <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> uh, but you know what? If they do do that, that that's, that's a... 
the Emperor and Mace Windu both fell down long shafts or long long and, heights. And 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 Samuel that. Samuel Jackson played shaft. <laughs> 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 wow, wow, merging universes. Okay, but bottom line is when we find out who this mystery is, this has to be somebody known. I mean, is the most obscure you can get would be the librarian. Yes. If it's not the librarian and it's somebody like Yoda and it's somebody like, you know... Who, Jar Jar Binks. You know, but, I mean, it has to be somebody. Be it has to be relevant of something. It could be anyone in the Senate that we might have... It could be one of the E.T. monsters. Creatures. Yeah. Monsters? Are they monsters? They're monsters. Is this, is this the when, uh, when, when, when in, at the end of uh, Empire when... Obi-Wan goes, that boy is our last hope. And he goes, no, there is another. Another is Grogu. (laughs) (laughs) Grogu be him. Speaking of Yoda, Ahsoka mentions that she has known one other. Yes. Being like him, Yoda. Uh, Why wasn't Yaddle mentioned? Because the character of Yaddle that Jill is talking about, that I've mentioned before, we see her only in the council scene in Phantom Menace, which was before Ahsoka actually was at the temple. She came later, as 10 years later, if not more. We see her when she would have been around the uh, Attack of the Clones time. Yaddle is no longer there to be seen. And in comic books that are probably not in continuity anymore, she eventually dies. Yes. George Lucas uh, historically has said that there is only one character, Yoda. We don't. I don't even want to go into his backstory. I don't even want to explain his his race, anything like that. And they never did that, except the fact that he put this other creature in the damn exactly. thing. Exactly. So, 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 so it's all on him, you know. And so we'll see if, yeah, I mean, is it Yaddle? I mean, Yaddle's not going around. <laughs> Yaddle is basically a Yoda puppet with hair. But by the way, you know that as soon as that line was said, if you go online, it's trending justice for Yaddle. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Fantastic. Speaking of the, well, since we're talking about these creatures, another interesting theory is we may now know why Yoda may speak this way. Why does Yoda speak his backwards way? In other words, Yoda would say, you know, I'm going to the park. He'd go, park I'm going to. You know, he says it reversed. That's because this race of his, which we're seeing a 50-year-old right in front of us, can't speak or takes a long time to figure out how to pronounce words. Or there's people are speculating that this is the sign of why Yoda, who would not naturally speak in basic or speak in that he's his, his words are structured differently and that's maybe a simple i mean it could be a grasp of straws but i thought that was an interesting idea so that means it's grugo is the actual name no you're thinking go like, gr- go gru go gru dio <laughs> isn't that isn't that is that yoda's real name is dio 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 <laughs> so that uh yes so we get some talk about yoda and then we his, mem- his memory Grogu, became dark after that. The, yes. We find out that Grogu can use the Force, and he uses it. Uh, Din uses the thing, the, bo- the bond that they have. And uh, it, it's so they talk about how uh, Ahsoka can sense fear in him. And then they're trying to do the test to try to see how his force mm. work, and it's not doing. It's not paying attention to Ahsoka, but then they use the little ball. When and she mentioned, yeah, when she mentioned Yoda earlier, also they also played Yoda's theme at that point. I don't awesome. know if you heard it or not. So they're using the ball to do that, and I yeah. like when when uh, Grogu uses the ball and uses the force. And I thought this was a wonderful moment here because Din gets like super proud. He's like, see, I knew he could do it. And he's like really proud of him. And I'm like, and there was something super humble about that, really sweet about that, that it's really showing how he's become the parent of this child, the younger parent of this child. Couple, yeah, exactly. First off, he is younger than the child. Well, maybe he's the same. He could be 50. 
Easily. Yeah. He could easily be 50. We see him as a kid during... We we have to know when that when that up. Well, we saw battle stuff. droids and stuff, so if he was 10 there, that was 10 years when the battle droids, the, the super battle droids are at it, whatever, whatever. So a couple things in this sequence here is, first off, we've been spending all this time in this burnt out part of the planet, but when we go to do this test, we actually go to a very green filled area. There's a lot of moss and stuff, so there's growth here, so they're showing a little bit more of a positive area. Question for you is, we, you know, she makes this comment in this part here, the fact that he responds to Din. My question to you is, is he responding to Din? Yes. Is he responding to the ball? Like if if Ahsoka had held that metal ball out, he might have responded great, to that. That's a great point. I mean, I'm just saying. I, I I'm not. No, that's not the point of the scene. But I thought about that. I'm like, oh, it could have been that. Well, well, he. We've seen him save Din using the. Force. Oh, absolutely. So there is a, there is some sort of. He doesn't want yeah. Din to die. Yeah. So she makes the comment here. Obviously, you said that his his attachments to you make him vulnerable to his fears, and fears you know fear leads to hate, hate leads to suffering, suffering leads to a. a you know, at late dinner, that whole that whole line of the talk there, and she makes a reference to the best of us have even well, succumbed to this, which is he's were obviously referring to fear, Anakin. The fear and the the fear line is different than what she's talking about with the attachment. Like there, there is the fear. Well, she in says him, he said, but, but she says the attachment work. he makes him the vulnerable. Line, though, to that, his yeah, fears. that comes a little bit later, and then yeah, about the best of us, and, and I, we she's have clearly seen, referring to Anakin. I mean, think about when we first see the arm wrestling scene between Din and Cara Dune. Is that right, Cara Dune? Yeah. Uh, you know, all of a sudden, <laughs> Grogu's trying to force choke her. He's like, "No, no, don't do that, don't do that." It's like you know, so that is a sign that he went dark right away. <laughs> Well, again, he's also because he has an attachment, and I think that's a um, yeah. I think she's definitely talking about Anakin and his attachment yeah. to Padme. So her response is, "You should just let his abilities fade away." And then we find out about uh, a little bit more about Morgan and how she lost her people during the Clone Wars, and how she's kind of turned towards this now helping the Imperial plundered worlds. Plundered worlds. Uh, you know, if she. If, it depends on how she like. If she lost her people to the Clone Wars, like to the robots, she's definitely supporting the Empire. So she's not like a bad person in this way. Now she's like, I'm getting revenge for the Trade Federation and all the Federation's Count Dooku for well, slaughtering I mean, you, my people. people. People could have looked at that and said, Well, we're blaming the clones themselves. The Clone Wars killed. Well, we don't family. know how we don't know how her people died. Exactly, her family died. I'm yeah. just saying she might not be a bad person in her own mind. Yeah. There's another also great line here when Ahsoka was walking with Din and he made a reference to laser swords. Yes. And she smiled on that, which we've heard that line before. Back at the village of Kaladin, we get uh, we get to see Ahsoka sort of infiltrate the fortress. Yeah, there's a great moment where she runs up and then she jumps and she lands on Also, the... she's just there and she starts killing yes. all the guards. It's awesome. And she lets one of them go. Like, that was really nice. This was very samurai western, like this whole fight scene now. Yeah, and we obviously know that she's got a plan with Din because there was the conversation before that. So that she shows at this point when she goes to the to the ma- uh, the gate, she basically throws Mando's shoulder piece on the ground, saying, "Hey, your guard didn't you know your guy didn't do such a good job." And yeah, tell and me wants- where is your master? And that's when we go, "Oh, kill her, execute the prisoners." And we get a moment here where Ahsoka can jump high now. Unfortunately, and I'm, I'm sure you were rooting for it, Jerry. Speed run? And, yeah, why wasn't there a speed run? They've got to do it at least once in in this. Uh, what Joel's referencing is the speed run that we see in The Phantom Menace when Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn go, hey, we got to go down this hallway. And they Benny yeah. Hill the hell out of it. And they go, and they're like, whoa, what is this fast running? And then George Lucas goes, you know, I don't think I should ever do that again. In fact, if I make a, a special edition of that, I'll probably have them do it in slow motion. 
Well, I mean, that's just it. There's so many options. If they can, I like to call that I'm a clunky. If they can, if they can speed run, like what are the what are the options of that? But here's the thing. Maybe that's how she uh, she comes up and sneaks up on people. But I mean, even in the speed run, like she can jump really high and really far, and that moves you really quickly too. So it's, mm-hmm. there's no different in a lot of ways. They're very similar as a concept. I, but speed run would have been great. So it is, but it, the, it can look silly when you run fast. We, it can, I don't know if you ever you told you like, this. Dad told me this was so funny. was back in the day when he was watching Six Million Dollar Man. The, you know, Six Million Dollar Man had us, he was able to run fast. And like the pilot or the first episode, they just sped up this running. So it's like, it looks Benny Hill. And they went, whoa, this doesn't work. And so they decided from that point on, anytime this, so, so, uh, Six Million Dollar Man was supposed to run fast somewhere, they went to slow motion. Do, 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 do. Do, do, well, you know running. how you show people running fast, right? Tell they me. leave and you throw paper in the air. It works. It I works. Mean, I've done it. That's what you do. What was the movie? Um, it was a ch- uh, Chinese movie uh, about fighting, and it was comical. <laughs> wow, you've really narrowed the it down. The Hat Gang. The Axe Gang. Oh, uh, Kung Fu Hustle. Kung Fu Hustle. When they do their running, it's very Looney Tunes oh, yeah. with the... That's what they're going to do with the speed running now. It's that kind of like that circular leg movie. thing. Sorry, that was just yeah. pretty far stretched. So they're going to execute the prisoners, but Mando uh, Din comes in and saves them, which was great. And he did this right before the Asian guy was going to actually step up. And so he kind of sees that he's willing uh, to... Not Asian. He's, uh, he's what planet are we on? Corvin. Corvus. So he's Corvin. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get a moment here. We get to see a loth cat. Which we've seen uh, last season, a Lothcat, Lothcat, Lothcat from the planet Lothal. Not Which Lothal. we saw pre- uh, previous season. Last season, uh, yes. So we see it again here. It's so great. we see some lightsabers revealed. Yep, a lot of lightsabers behind people. We hear people talking. We hear somebody, one of the men chasing her down, start saying uh, "ichuta," which is hot teas talk. So they're killing people. They're cut- she's cutting down people. Great stuff. And I know you mentioned last episode that why they're going to have dark troopers. Is because maybe they don't want to show people being cut up. They have people being cut up in this, but you don't see it. Yeah, they've come up with it's ways of doing graphic. it. And when they have it go through trees or or go through that giant gong at the front. So yeah, I, I, I that was just a guess last week. They still may do it that way, especially when you're going to be in a much brighter area. But we'll we'll, we'll see because they take out one of the assassin droids and the other one jumps onto the roof and does this cool backflip very cool it was this uh, very like a small throwaway it was awesome and then we get a a nice little showdown between din and johnny ringo you threw in with the jedi because she sees all of a sudden the jedi she's on the gate there and then she falls into the center area, which is a great sequence there and yeah there there there's two there's two stand there's two showdowns here yes outside the gate is a couple of cowboys and then inside the gate it's a couple of samurais exactly there i like the moment when uh, Johnny Ringo or Lang, when he's like, I, you know, I have no quarrel with you, which is exactly what Johnny Ringo says I to know, Doc that's, Holliday. That's the line, yeah. Doc Holliday. Uh, and I like the moment when Ahsoka is about to battle Morgan and she does the foot slide backwards, like where they're like slowly moving their foot backwards, which is a Jackie Chan thing. And I think they also do it in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I love that, where they're kind of bracing their back foot. Uh, we find out the Beskar staff can actually stop a lightsaber. Yeah. I don't think we knew that. I don't think we've ever known that, have we? Mm, well, we just know it, it, it took it took laser blast. So if it can if it can block the Beskar armor can take you know laser blast, then we would assume you know. Well, clearly here, first off, was Django Fett's armor 
lightsaber proof. We don't know if it was true Beskar or not. And also, we definitely know his neck part wasn't. Yes. But I'm wondering, I, I guess we've never seen, I, I can't recall any Clone Wars episodes where they were fighting any of the Mandalorians where the Mandalorian was blocking it with, you know, yeah. his, their Beskar. And we also we also know that we the show has introduced the phrase pure Beskar. So there's always that versus, you know, Beskar so coded. I, go ahead. So this fight here. I wrote down that it's actually kind of a slow fight, but now I've just recently read an article, to, like recently, like within the last 20 minutes here, that there's a reason that fight was done slowly. Because it doesn't seem like a, you know, because we've seen Jedi just go, go to, we've seen Yoda flipping all over the place, you know, like a crazy Muppet. The reason is, is because Jedis aren't, because Ahsoka fought everybody. She beat Darth Maul. She, she's really good. She's really a fighter, but she seems to be struggling in this fight. And one of the reasons, there's this article reading, talking about it, the fact that she's fighting not another lightsaber. And it's fought differently. And it's also weighs heavier than a lightsaber. The Beskar weighs different. Lightsabers are lighter. Ah, get out of these here. These are, these are, these are, okay, I'm just saying. That's the, it, that sounds like a, a way to explain it in the after. Let's see I, this here. is This is, again, I like the fight. It was just one of these things where it's like, why don't you just force push her? Why don't you just force choke her? Why don't you do anything with your force? I know, I know. Like, According to is, Star Wars my, Rebels. This is my problem with the, the Last Jedi when you have this fight without using any force. It's like, use the force. Like, we've seen when, like, you can use the force, and it, it works. Darth Vader uses it all the time. Luke Skywalker even used it during his battles. But also, you know? I mean, they, there's, there's, there is precedent of the, the older you get, the wiser you get. I mean, you look at... Obi-Wan Kenobi, it's obviously a real-world explanation of the fact that when Obi-Wan Kenobi fights Darth Vader in Star Wars, it's not a very dynamic fight compared to the way Obi-Wan Kenobi is fighting General Grievous. And they kind of basically say that he becomes a much more precise fighter, and that's when he takes out Darth Maul within two swipes in the TV series because he switches styles and he can just do it all really short, which is true for, for samurai could, you know, really masters of that. I could guess, but get... then we get to see Darth Vader fighting on, you know, the cloud city and he's breaking things down. He's throwing them at people. He's, well, there's a, he's but, using the that, force. That, well, I, I would agree with you, but that also comes down to what we're seeing. One of the reasons that this article on red talks about the final reason. Well, first off, it talks about how, uh, according to Star Wars rebels, lightsabers are initially heavy when people first wield them, but they become lighter as the user becomes one with the sword. Comparatively, Beskar Steel, which is lighter compared to other ones, is still much heavier than a lightsaber, and Jedi don't have much experience fighting against weapons that can stop a lightsaber. Stabers, excuse me. Uh, Ahsoka put... Blah, 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 blah. That was... I'm just telling you what this article sure. said. I mean, and then they also talk fine. about the it fact just, that... That sounds like an explanation after the you know, fact. Also, Ahsoka is not trying to kill this person. She's trying to bring her alive. Although, she could have just had her lightsaber go down the shaft of the Beskar and taken off a couple fingers. Well, let me ask you, do, do, uh, that's a great point. The, but saying down the shaft? Down the shaft. She's, and now that I'm thinking about it, it's, it's a conversation. I'm trying to think of the Jedi who use the force when they fight, like throw stuff at people. Darth Maul? But that's, he's not a Jedi. Yeah. Darth Maul throws it. Darth Vader throws it. The Emperor obviously uses lightning. Kylo Ren, um, I'm sure yeah. Obi-Wan uses it at certain points. He gets, Obi-Wan grabs the, the blaster to his hand so he can shoot General Grievous. Yeah. They reach out to catch their lightsabers all the time. Yeah, like Darth Vader throws his lightsaber 
when he comes back to him. You, never, you don't see that too often. I don't know. It just seems that that, that argument, as they get older, they don't... Like, well, it was designed, the fact that Alec Guinness was not fighting Well, that, that I get, even though he's only in his 50s. But, which doesn't work, though. But that doesn't work because when we see Yoda, who's much older, when he fights General... Uh, exactly. He fights Count Dooku, he's flipping around like crazy. So, yeah, that doesn't... I guess it's just a style of fighting. And that, even Do- Count Dooku, who's... Probably older than Obi Wan, you know. He's oh, doing, absolutely, he was. He was. He's throwing stuff around. He's making the ceiling crash. Well, that's because they were able to map his face onto a and younger. He's fight, and he's fighting another Force user. That's why I'm like, Ahsoka could just easily be like, eh, and push her over, <laughs> like push her in the water. Yeah. Just and now you're wet. So what again, I'm not saying I agree with that, but that was I was I I noticed it obviously in my notes here. I'm saying that it was kind of slow. We see the point where the magistrate knocks one of her lightsabers into the alien koi pond and at that point if you'll notice i don't know if you noticed or not but ahsoka switched her jedi her fighting style she switched her underhand which is what she did in her early days when she was fighting with just one lightsaber i love that bit of detail that was great and this is where she asks she she ahsoka beats her and asks you know where is your master where is grand Grand admiral throne and then what happens to the magistrate i thought she died but i guess we don't know we never see But we do get the death of Michael Bean. Yes. And then we also get the guy come back out, the Disney legend, and says, hey, behind you. And he helps save Mandalore. Yes, and then he gets promoted to president or whatever. Magistrate. He's no, it's magistrate. president. They de- they elected him de- democratically. So <laughs> He was like, hey, you came out first. You get it. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe he was the former one. Who knows? I mean, that's what I'm, I'm hoping. So that so we go, we go back to the race. So we Mando, go to the Mando gets no Mando gets the best car spear. He gets the best car spear. He goes back to the to the ship to go get Grogu. Who's puts at the his jetpack away? I noticed. Uh, he walks in. Grogu's sleeping adorably. <laughs> and this is where he's going to go say goodbye to him. And I like it's this like a father. Here. He's yeah. like he, his his voice actually quivers again. You don't need to see his face to feel the emotion this guy the yeah. Din feels towards. I his. love the fact that this show is throwing all those conventional arguments right out the window. You have to see facial expressions. Spider Man has to have his mask come off. It has to. People can't do it. And then this show, and people are like, oh wow, that really wrecks all of our thought process. I that? love that. See that meme out there? The the actor who who plays uh, Mando when he was like. <laughs> he never wore a helmet. He never wore a helmet before, and they showed the picture from Game of Thrones. And like, he's learned his lesson. He always wears a helmet now, and <laughs> he's always that's pretty a good. Uh, for those of you who watch Game of Thrones, you will get that joke. The Viper. So at the Razor Crest, he's he's going to get the child. He ends up spending a little bit of time there while the child's sleeping, and then Ahsoka shows up, and Ahsoka tells him, you know, if he really wants to help the child, he needs to go to Tython. She can't train him. Yeah, she can't train him. But she can t- they can go to Tython, where there's an ancient ruin. I'm assuming temple, a f- temple, ancient force temple. Uh, and Place him on a seeing stone. Seeing stone, yeah, and then allow him to choose his path. A Jedi may sense his presence. What? Who could that Jedi be? Could that Jedi be Luke Skywalker? Could it be Ezra Pritchard? Could it be anybody we know? Who knows? Who's still Palpatine? alive? Not many Jedi are left, she says, and then she also says, "May the Force be with you." And he does not say, "Also with you." Yeah, uh, there's there's a couple other Jedi out there the same way. Like, so I, I just read this uh, uh, this article about the 26, and there's like two other ones of the Jedi who survived, um, who survived the Order 66. Now a bunch of those were killed later by the Inquisitors and Darth Vader, including some Inquisitors were probably former Jedi Padawans and stuff. Yes, so there's Ezra is an option, Luke Skywalker. There's a couple of characters from video games, uh, oh, yeah, Jedi the, Fallen Order, which yes. is technically canon. But uh, I, th- I think 
I th- I'm pretty sure it's if gonna anybody's going to any show is going to bring it in, it could be this show. I'm pr- I'm almost I'm like there is a there is a picture out there of a new character potentially, and it doesn't we don't know who it is, but I'm assuming this is going to be Ezra. Um, and that was just fan art. I'm pretty sure. You, no, I don't think it was. It's the same one that did the Sebastian Stan picture as the young. Luke. Well, that's a, that's awesome, but I don't think this fan art. I don't think this is fan art. I, but I think I, Ezra is more as my bet is. I think they we'll bring see. in another character from Rebels. And, I, and that sounds exciting. So, what do you think is next for what? Do you, when do you think we're going to see Ahsoka again? Is it the one and done this season? No, she'll be back. The same way I think Boba Fett will be back. It's you're going to have you got three episodes now to wrap this season well, up. Well, is, is Cara Dune going to be back? Is Grief Cargus going to be back? They don't have to be, as far as I'm concerned. But I think Cara Dune has a better chance than Grief Cargus. I think one, one of the reasons for them. Well, I, the fact that Carl Weathers got to direct that episode may have been done also in a way like, listen, we're only going to need you in one episode, but how, we'll have you direct that episode. And so he's like, yeah, that's great. I'm just saying that could be the case. Could be. Uh, you once you start introducing too many characters, you know. Well, this show has an interesting problem because it, right now it's like the Mandalorian's the main character and Grogu is the other main character, so you can't necessarily like if you're going to separate Grogu, you have to do it in the right way. You either you know, kill him off or time jump or something happens where well, we don't know what the, 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 the right now it's a journey show, but yeah, we don't know what the, the, the end game of this is because our introduction to this character happened. And within the first episode, he got saddled with this character, which is very similar to the, the, the series from Japan, Lone Wolf and Cub, which is about a samurai or a masterless samurai out there with his son as a, as a child really. And having to go through that. And that's what this is very similar to. This is the premise this is the yes. way uh, you know i mean they're, yeah, they're, so be interesting but, but they're giving they us these, all it. these big picture stuff it's not just grogu but everything that's going on in there everything that's going on with the mandalorians themselves if that becomes a show how many seasons is this does the mandalorian not exist after this series do they go into a movie there's there's such a wide open space we have 20 plus years before it run, f- runs into the first order and everything so that we never have to touch that there's just it's so versus i guess i'm saying this versus when they have the Obi-Wan Kenobi limited series, it's just going to be a story, told that story and be done. This is an ongoing. We don't mm-hmm. know how far it's going it, to go. It's, it'll be interesting and hopefully, you know, again, I think this is the best show on television right now. And I give, I have to give the, the writers and the creators, uh, Jean Favreau and Dave Filoni, credit because they maybe they've thought about an end game for them. I believe maybe they do. they've thought se- seven seasons down the road. They let the crew know a good chunk of them know that uh, the child's name was Grogu last year when they were filming season one. So that's great. I mean, they, they, they knew they, they were going to this ahead. So the, hopefully they've thought well ahead and they know exactly what they're doing with this. And I, you know what? I have to, I think they do. I think they do, which is, which is if, if anything we've learned, if a show doesn't have a plan for an ending, that's very, very bad territory <laughs> as, as Game of Thrones has shown us. So hopefully they have a good idea for where they want to go and how they want to end this. But, but hopefully that won't be for a while and we get to keep enjoying this journey. Yes. So if you want to comment on what you've heard us say, if we were wrong, if we were right, if we missed something, let us know. Facebook.com slash Bennett Brothers Podcast, Twitter at Bennett Bros Pod, or just send us an email, uh, Bennett Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, one of us is checking that email, I'm assuming. Oh, uh-huh. well, I hope it's you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> 300 emails. <laughs> they want to give us millions of dollars? What an what? idiot. Oh. Uh, speaking of what else is coming up down the road here is we do know that the Wonder Woman 1984 is going to be coming on streaming services, so we will be doing that podcast once that plays. Also, Joel, what is now out 
is the new mutants. I've seen it. You need to see it. We need to podcast about it. Are you buying it? Uh, no, but somebody else has already bought that. He may have been on the oh, podcast earlier. It's on Google. It's on the Google Play. Maybe. Oh, I thought. I, oh, X, X. So there will be a new mutants podcast coming up, not that far down the road. All right, guys. Looking forward to where we're going to wrap this sucker up. I'm excited. You're excited. Grogu's excited. We're doing it. And remember, this is uh, the Sky Guy and Snips saying, uh, I'm Jerry. And I'm Joel. You're Snips. I'm, I'm, I'm Snips. We'll talk to you next time.